Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 On and Off the Track with Kim Illman. You can see his photos at ProStarPicks.com, read his latest F1 blog at KimIllman.com or follow him on Instagram at KimIllman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about the hungry GP that's just wrapped up. How was your time in Budapest? Well, I'm actually halfway back to Australia now. I'm stuck in Dubai for an extra three hours for an air- aircraft delay, but um, it was a lovely event. I absolutely adore Budapest. I've mm. been there three years in a row. Uh, people are great. Accommodation's marvellous. The city is fantastic. It's pumping. It's thriving. And they get out to the track and support the event in big numbers. Uh, very few seats free on Sunday. Passionate supporters, um, lots of people dressed up. And a thoroughly enjoyable event. How was the weather there? Beautiful, except for a little bit of light rain during one of the practice sessions, which kept my cars off the track for most of the session, which meant well, there were certainly few photos to edit, which is always sometimes nice when you, are, when you have uh, not much pressure on you between sessions. But, yeah, really beautiful weather in general. Uh, it has been very hot there in past years, but certainly nothing like what we had uh, on the first two days of the German Grand Prix when it was up near 40 Let's start with some exciting news. I believe you've had a photo go viral around Italy. Crazy, yeah. um, It was a Saturday night late and uh, I was leaving and I still had a camera with me and I saw the TV host from Sky Italia's um, F1 broadcast, Davide and Federica. They were walking together and then Davide went a bit ahead. Federica, who is the most glamorous woman uh, in F1 and a great lady, she's hung back a little bit. He stood there and he's obviously just waiting for her. And then he sort of started walking off slowly. She's come up behind him and put her arm over his shoulder in a, in a lovely way because they work so well on air together and they're such nice friends. That was a nice photo, just her smiling at me, uh, looking at the lens with her arm around Davide. But out of the corner of my eye, I saw Daniel Kibiat walk in the opposite direction, so away from me but towards them. And you want to have a look at this photo. In fact, I haven't actually posted it. I put it on my story, but I haven't put it on Instagram, but I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, It is quite a a great photo because, and it's hard to explain, but Daniil has uh, distracted Federica and she's lost interest and Davide's got this sour look on his face. But (laughs) a lot of Italian um, meme people have got hold of it and it's gone absolutely crazy in Italy. Now, the Hungaro Ring has a tunnel you need to pass through to get to the paddock, which features pictures of previous winners. Both Daniel and Lewis signed the pictures, but I believe a little differently. Yeah, Lewis put a lovely note, um, something polite. You know, he loves Hungary and signed the picture. Daniel put, F*** yeah, under his and uh, signed it, which was hilarious when I first <laughs> saw that. But then a day, a day after, or it might have been two days into the event, hmm. I noticed that there was a guy cleaning off some black texter marks on one of Daniel's teeth. And uh, it became apparent that what had happened was, during the Thursday signing session, and I, I wasn't there for this, I was there earlier for a few other drivers, but Daniel has come up behind Carlos Sainz and signed his shirt with a Daniel Ricciardo signature on the back of the McLaren driver's white <laughs> shirt. As a joke, because they're just backwards and forwards at each other all the time now. So uh, to get him back, Carlos has come and blacked out one of Daniel's teeth on his poster. And uh, I was very lucky that I actually saw the guy cleaning it off there and took a photo. So I have some documentation of it, but I would have loved to have been there to catch Daniel signing the back of Carlos's shirt. Speaking of Daniel as well, he seemed to be going a little crazy with some uh, very noticeable socks this race. 
Yeah, well, he's done a deal with Start Socks. He's an ambassador for them, and they sponsor him. And I saw him with uh, two pairs on that were customised. One has a big three on it, and the sock is in the same colours as his helmet design. So there's a bit of pink and there's a bit of blue on it. And then the second pair I saw, I photographed from the front, and they're not terribly um, unusual from the front. They're light blue, but I didn't realise it until later when I was in the, the media centre and I saw some other guy editing a picture that on the back it's got the Honey Badger logo. So at least two pairs of socks that are, he's had some say in design. And there may be more, but they come out on August 28th, I believe, from uh, Stance. And I've got to admit, I love their socks. I think they're very comfortable, very trendy, and certainly they've got a good man in Daniel Ricciardo um, fronting the, the promotion of them. You also made the observation that both Lewis and Angela have a tattoo of the word loyalty, uh, but I believe this runs a little deeper than just the driver and their trainer. Yeah, uh, I met with a young girl who did um, the, the hug on Lando Norris, and she's a, a, an avid F1 fan, and she actually brought it to my attention. So I flicked through some pictures while I was talking to her, and I came up with um, some close-up stuff I'd shot before where you can see that loyalty in the same font on both Angela and Lewis. Uh, I then put that post up and then several people said, well, actually, it's the whole inner sanctum of Mercedes. All the, the high up devoted people have mm. that same uh, tattoo on maybe on their wrist, but certainly on their body somewhere. So it's it's amazing what social media does when it, when you've got a little bit of an idea and you put it out there and people add to it. It's uh, It's a marvelous way of garnering information. Do we know anyone else who has it? Um, somebody mentioned a couple of names, but I haven't seen it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take that, that uh, others have got it. I also noticed that Pierre Gasly was trying his hand at some photography. How was his technique? Uh, a little bit funny with the way he held his left hand holding the front of the lens. If you're a photographer, uh, you would realise that that's not a terribly efficient way to hold it. My wife holds it the way he holds it. But, um, yeah, I, I just happened to walk out into the pit lane and saw him a few metres away and thought, right, well, that's a good photo. And I thought it might go all right, but it went really well. And I don't know why. There's a few few nasty comments about, well, he might be looking for a, a new career after um, the way things have gone at Red Bull because he's struggling a little bit this year compared with Max, who's just going gangbusters. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was a good photo. He was actually using one of the Getty guys' camera. And I think they were doing a shoot. And at some point, maybe Mark Thompson, the Getty photographer, said, do you want to have a crack at this? Or maybe he said, look, give us, give us a go. How, how does this thing work and he's um i'd like to see the photos he took see if he had any any idea of what he was doing so you mentioned that photo did very well mm. what were your best performing photos over the four days i think my, my biggest photo was a an out of focus blurry shot of kimi raikkonen um i went down late one afternoon to the far end of the paddock because you have to go a long way to get kimi because he's not up with ferrari where he was last year mm. that's where we tend to hang around if you, if you hang around Ferrari, you've got Mercedes on one side and Red Bull the other and Renault not too far away. So they're the main teams. Um, but my long walk um, yielded an opportunity to shoot Mintu, his wife, and his son, Robin, who were at the front of the Alfa Romeo hospitality suite. So I took some photos of those two and then she came towards me and I had a chat with her. And I mentioned, because uh, she's sometimes uh, contacted me about photos for one reason or another. And I said, Hi, I'm Kim, and introduced myself. We had a quick chat, and I said, I really was hoping to get a three-shot of you. And as I mentioned that, Kimmy comes barreling out of the motorhome. 
out of the hospitality suite. And I thought, wow. And so I cut my conversation short immediately and apologized, stepped back, and I had a wide-angle lens, and I got one or two frames of Kimmy and his son and Mintu's on the edge of the frame. Not great photos, but then I thought, okay, well, I'll follow him because I imagined he was going to the garage or the engineering motorhome. So he, he headed towards the motorhome, and thankfully he stopped to sign an autograph, so I got a little bit ahead of him, and I thought, right, well, he's going to go up these stairs, so I'm just going to set up down here and shoot up uh, from about waist high and, um, and get him looking up. And as he came up the stairs, he moved at a fair speed. I didn't have fast enough shutter speed, so I'm probably shooting at about 150th or 200, and I needed more. But still, it's a good enough photo because he's got this marvellous uh, body action where it looks like he's almost a, a sprinter taking off as he's heading up the stairs. And it did really well. I think um, it far exceeded my expectations, that's for sure. Were there any other exceptional performers from your photos? Uh, yeah, the, the one of Federica and Davide did well. Angela Cullen's photo today of her birthday, because I, I just mentioned the fact that it was her birthday. Now, that did well. And as always, the pictures of the women in the paddock are popular. Um, I spend the whole weekend looking for well-dressed and attractive women in the paddock, and then I, at the end of the race, four days, I'll pick 10 or so. Well, actually, you can only pick 10 because that's a maximum Instagram will allow you to put up. And I put them up, and um, some people, uh, I, I have got their names so I can tag them in. But I, I did notice today that one of the girls who was in that thing, somebody mentioned very early on, maybe 20 minutes after it was posted, they've tagged her. So that's... Uh, once again, the power of social media that people can find and identify uh, other friends or themselves sometimes in these pictures. So maybe they look for them, I don't know. Sometimes they hand out business cards and say, look, keep a lookout next week. But a lot of the times um, I just say, take your photo, thanks very much, and move on. F1 On and Off the Track is presented by ProStarPics.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. Head to ProStarPicks.com at the end of this podcast. Lance Stroll spun out right in front of you in FP1. How was that moment? Well, a couple of people said, did you shit yourself? And I, <laughs> I said, no. But three cars before, Charles Leclerc came around the same corner and uh, got his ass out real wide. And that's when I really panicked. And I took three or four steps back quickly, thinking he was going to come towards me. Because you've got to understand, there's a waist-high armco fence but there is no wire above the fence. And they're travelling at a fair speed. They're you know, not doing 200 k's or anything, but they'd be doing at least 120. Mm. And uh, that's enough if it comes off that anything above that fence can fly off and hit you on the scone and you're all in all sorts of strife. But um, going back to Lance, um, he just got very messy and ended up doing a complete 360 right in front of me. At one point, his um, nose of his car was pointing towards me. So his car's at... Uh, perpendicular to the track pointing at me he's doing 120 k's an hour and I had a I probably had too long a lens but there was no chance of changing it obviously and I was shooting at a hundredth of a second so I had to really pan smoothly because at that slow speed you're not guaranteed to get every shot sharp and thankfully there were enough sharp shots that I was able to put together a good montage a, a good um, series of pictures that showed his spin but it was pretty impressive and six meters away from me was um well i don't i don't know whether no i've never had a car spin that close to me before so that was an eye-opener max verstappen celebrated i believe his first pole position in f1 how did he seem afterwards 
oh, jubilant and buoyant. He was, uh, was high-fiving his trainer. Uh, as you can imagine, it's um, something that he hasn't managed to do. He's won races, but he'd never managed to qualify on pole before. He, uh, he then went across. Actually, I'll jump ahead to Sunday. After he came second, he headed over to the media pen. Daniel Ricciardo had just finished his interviews. And I wished I'd been a bit closer because somebody pointed out to me, I was standing about 30 metres away from that interview pen and said, oh, look, Max and Daniel are having a chat. And I know that's a great photo from when I put up my um, shot when Daniel went and congratulated Max on a, on a recent win. Hmm. That was my biggest ever photo on my page and by a mile too. So I really was disappointed I didn't get shots of the two of them talking because they still appear to be good mates. In fact, I got a good shot of them coming back from the driver's briefing on Friday night. They were the last two to leave and they walked through the tunnel together. And I think, I think I was the only one there to get that shot. So I, I, uh, I got the two of them talking, Max carrying an umbrella. And it was uh, a, one of my best photos for the weekend as well. Now, I see that you shot through the Armco on race day. What's the secret there? It's a little uncomfortable if you want to shoot through the very bottom uh, gap in the Armco because you've got to almost lie down. Although you do get some protection. So if a car does come spearing off, as long as you haven't got your camera right up against the armco, you've got to think you're going to have a reasonable chance of surviving it. Whereas if you're standing, of course, and um, there's nothing to stop stuff firing across the above the armco barrier, you're fine. But yeah, look, it's a little uncomfortable, but you do get this lovely dark bit top and bottom of the shot, and I, and I like that. It uh, it adds an interesting um, look top and bottom to the shot, but more so, it's an angle that you don't see very often because you get a lot of the grass in the foreground that shot mm. i was uh, doing was out at the chicane it's on the exit of the chicane and you get a bit of crowd behind you get some trees above the crowd and in the foreground the grass so i really loved it um i shot the bottom sector and the and the middle sector as well so you get slightly different uh, angles actually going back to fp3 i was in pit lane and i was doing the same thing there where i put the camera on the ground and you shoot blind, so you just, hopefully, you get the focus right, hopefully you get the angle right, and you just press the shutter and, and move the camera lens slightly up and down, so you're getting a whole array of shots. But once again, when you're shooting low, you can see right underneath the car. And if you can see underneath the car, you, you know that the, the photographer's got that camera very close to, if not on the ground. And once again, the perspective is something unusual, which is why I like to do it. Now, I noticed in one of your pics, you got an evil grin from Lewis. Yes, on the way from um, the paddock to the driver's briefing, all the drivers have to walk through the tunnel. So it's a very simple shot. You just sit at the end of this tunnel and you'll get 20 drivers come through in the space of four or five minutes. So it's a, it's a great investment of time to get a maximum number of shots. And Lewis uh, was very clever and funny. So he's, he's seen us, probably about a dozen of us, maybe not a little bit less, um, sitting at the end of this tunnel waiting for him and every other driver. So he's had this evil grin and then he's used his associate from Mercedes to shield him. So he's got his hands on this guy's shoulders and he's got his head down and had a funny grin on his face uh, as if to say, hey, I've mucked up your photos, boys. But yeah, look, I thought the photo series was pretty interesting and I was on the side enough that I get, I didn't have all of my photos ruined by his action. I think sometimes in his attempt to avoid being photographed, he just creates more interesting photographic scenarios yes and sometimes he looks a bit silly when he's running up and down uh, in between motorhomes 
But uh, yeah, look, that, that's the challenge for us with, with motorsport photography. Nothing's terribly easy, especially when you're out on the track. And then you add that dimension of the drivers now are starting to take evasive action and, and it adds another element. See, Nico Hulkenberg's a hard one too because whereas 18 of the drivers might come in the main entrance, Nico and perhaps one or two others take the, uh, the alternative entrance and his driver, his uh, trainer will drop him off there and he'll go and park the car in the normal spot and come in the normal way. But Nico walks uh, in, in the secondary entrance. And I'm not sure why he's doing that. But uh, I didn't get him arriving any day over the last event. And lastly, the race was quite exciting. How did you go with the last couple of overtakes? Well, I would have loved to have said that I captured them all. But unfortunately, I was standing in a queue behind the pits waiting to go out for Park Ferme. But thankfully, we had a large television next to us, a large screen, so we could see what was going on. And uh, yeah, I was delighted that the race was exciting because the last four races now, we've enjoyed some really interesting racing. And I think that's great for the sport. And I know that the organisers love that sort of thing. And so do the TV stations. Viewer numbers go up when the race is not just a procession. Just a reminder to those listening too that there are upcoming dinner events with Kim. Yes, and they should come. People who love Formula One and photography or photography would get a, pl- a lot out of this. And what you're hearing in the background is the prayers here in the, um, the Emirates Lounge. So uh, that's what you're listening to. Um, but they are, they're going to be great events. One's in Monza uh, on the Saturday night of the Grand Prix. And then the following Thursday back in Perth is another event. Those people that book now will earn themselves a free print or two, depending on when they book, and they will certainly enjoy the evening. There'll be lots of stories from the paddock. There'll be uh, tips on photography, and you'll get a chance to ask questions about things of, uh, involved in the sport that have intrigued you. Thank you for your time today, Kim. Hope you enjoy your two weeks break. Well, I'll be back sitting in the same office as you, mate, so uh, you'll see me Wednesday morning. To see any of the photos we've talked about today, head over to ProStarPics.com or KimElman.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram at Kim Illman. If you like what you heard today, please give us a review and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by ProStarPix.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPix.com. Head there now.